Hey, Jason Rivera here, and welcome to the Value Investing Journey YouTube channel. I'm a value investor, author, teacher, and coach who wants to help you become a world-class value investor in the next year. This channel is dedicated to helping you reach that goal and to help you get, get there. I'm releasing two to four new videos each and every week on this channel. So if you're an aspiring value investor who wants to become great faster, make sure to subscribe to this, this channel and hit the notification bell so you're notified anytime we release a new video. Also, make sure to comment below, introduce yourself to the Value Investing Journey family, and also let me know your biggest current issue with value investing so I can help you fix it. about some major, major, major news that you may have missed on last Thursday. Frankly, because the Federal Reserve didn't release it during the market time and then major news broke the next day. So you may have missed this. Uh, before we get to that, though, I need to let you know you can get this as or this video as an audio podcast anywhere, anywhere in the world for free on all major podcasting platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Anchor, Spotify, and more. You can get this as the I Love Value Investing podcast anywhere in the world for free. Okay, so... Over the last couple of weeks, the cases, new cases of coronavirus have been skyrocketing in the U.S. and, frankly, worldwide. Brazil's getting hammered. India's getting hammered. Um, with more and more people going outside again and tired of being locked in the house and the protests going on in the U.S. And, frankly, summer, just summer vacations, people wanting to get out of the house. Cases are skyrocketing worldwide to levels we haven't seen even in March and April when this first started. So that, major news of that on Thursday and Friday, uh, Florida hitting new uh, new records, Texas hitting records, California hitting records, Arizona hitting records, 30, I think 31 states now are hitting records for increases in new cases. In the United States alone, U.S. is hitting daily records, Brazil again is getting hammered, India is getting hammered as well. We're up to, as of this recording, between 150 and 195,000 new cases a day. And this is pretty much overshadowing everything. I think the Federal Reserve <laughs> is doing an okay job managing things. I don't like government intervention, this kind of stuff, in the stock markets and this kind of stuff. But frankly, a lot of it, especially after reading some of the books from the 2007-2008-2009 timeframe, a lot of this stuff is probably necessary in terms of the Federal Reserve intervention. But what they released on Thursday is kind of a sneaky, I didn't like the way they released it. They released it, this news that you're seeing here on the screen after the market closed. And as news on Thursday and Friday both was blocked because of the pretty much ongoing coronavirus stuff and in the U.S. some political stuff with the elections coming up as well. So I didn't necessarily like the timing of the release of this. And frankly, I, I mean, I'm scouring news sites every day for articles or things to talk to you guys about uh, and investment newsletters and stuff like that that I write for. Scaring news all the time, and I barely saw this. It was on the front page of marketwatch.com for less than, probably less than two hours. And it wasn't even like a top-line news. It was, uh, so I'll show you here real quick. 
it wasn't even like the major story. I don't think at all, at least not when I saw it. It was one of these tiny stories over here. So the reporting on this has been massively underreported and it's an insanely massive story. What this says here, Fed caps bank dividend payments and suspend share buybacks for third quarter after stress tests. If you remember back in the 2008, 2007, 2008, 2009 timeframe, the banks were over levered. They were not regulated enough or well enough at least. Um, and when the new Obama administration came in in 2009, one of their first kind of financial edicts, I guess, was to institute new regulations on the banking system to get things kind of quote, quote unquote under control in the banking system because the bankers got out of control, which led to the financial crisis and the, and the credit markets freezing and blah, 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 all that stuff that we know happened. One of the best things, I don't, I don't agree with a lot of stuff they did, but one of the best things in my opinion that they did was the stress test that they implemented um, and they make banks and other financial institutions regularly, I don't know, in a normal time, I don't know what it is because frankly, you haven't heard much about this for the last 10 years, the stress test, because the banking system hasn't been under stress for the last 10 plus years. So I don't know if it, the normally these are released monthly, quarterly, yearly, I don't know. But the Federal Reserve just released their latest update of the stress test. And this headline doesn't make things seem that bad, right? But it's not good. Federal Reserve voted four to one on, again, I think this was last, yeah, last Thursday, to require large banks to preserve capital by suspending share repurchases and cap dividend payments in the third quarter, starting in the third quarter. They're wanting the Federal Reserve governors who voted on this want banks to preserve capital because of the mass unemployment. Million, ten or thirty over thirty million people are unemployed in the U.S. alone. Millions of people are no longer paying the mortgages. Millions of people are no longer paying their bills, their credit card bills, car loans, stuff like that. What this all leads to is what I talked about. I think probably two two months ago, maybe three months ago, when this first kind of started, and I was doing my Facebook lives talking about the e economic impacts of people not paying their bills. I said then. Yes, it's probably the moral thing to do to kind of, um, I don't remember what the exact wording was, but to not allow people to not pay their bills with this mass unemployment, mass uncertainty with the coronavirus stuff. Yes, that's probably the moral thing to do, but it's going to have repercussions on the banking system as a whole. And the, frankly, the entire economy, which we're seeing now. This, I want to stick to specifically the banking system, though, in this video. So when people aren't paying their bills, banks... Again, I'm, if you watch some of the previous videos, I apologize, but I'm going to go over this briefly. Banks operate on what's called the spread or the float. They can take money out at, say, 0.5% and loan it out to you 1%. They make the amount in between that, which is called the spread or the float. Banks and financial institutions mostly, again, hedge funds are a different kind of story. Investment banks are a different kind of story. But most of these companies in this financial arena are highly regulated highly taxed, highly litigated, and have very small margins because of these things. So if they're not getting paid, <clears throat> they make less money in revenue and net profit 
This means they have less money to loan out to other people in the form of new loans, new business loans, new car loans, new home loans, uh, new personal loans, uh, funding for daily business operations, whatever the case may be. They have, if people are paying less money, which they are now because of what I just said earlier, the banks have less money, which means the credit markets can freeze up and tighten up. This is horrific if this happens. This is the main reason the 2007, 2008, 2009 crisis got so bad is because the credit markets completely tightened up. Um, nobody was, banks weren't lending to each other. They weren't lending money to anybody. Um, so it became almost impossible to do business. When this happens, more businesses close because they can't fund the daily operations and salaries and stuff like that on what's called commercial paper or short-term short -term debt. Most businesses of a certain size don't pay their employees with cash. They pay their employees off of uh, accounts payable and things like the commercial paper I just mentioned. If the credit markets freeze up, that goes away, which means people can't aren't getting paid, which means they get on, uh, which means they get fired or laid off or whatever. This also could lead to business closures as well, which would lead to further unemployment. This entire situation is bad. And again, I've been warning about this for probably two or three months now on the Facebook Lives I was doing a while back. What scares me the most about this, frankly, is, <laughs> well, before I get to that, one Fed governor didn't even, she, um, uh, Lael Brainerd, hopefully that's how you pronounce that, federal governor Lael Brainerd, she actually voted against this. Because not because she didn't agree to this, she actually wanted a stricter stricter model and to limit all banks right now. Right now, this thing that they agreed to on Thursday um, will only affect banks that don't meet certain criteria based on net income and dividend payments over the last four quarters based on their capital levels. She wanted to impose this pretty much immediately on all banks. Why? Because they see what's coming. Again, millions of people are no longer paying their bills. More than 4 million people alone are no longer paying their home payments. They're in forbearance already. The clock kind of for the, um, the eviction and the foreclosures, there was a moratorium, a stoppage of evictions and foreclosures signed in the first stimulus, I think, back in March probably late March, those restrictions on forbidding evictions and foreclosures end at the end of this month. I think it's July, actually, July 31st, they end. Some might be June 31st, others July 31st, I think. Either way, without some kind of fix, and again, I don't know what the fix is because people have to be getting paid at some point, these um, mortgage, these landowners and building owners and apartment owners, they have to be getting paid at some point or they won't be able to fund their business operations, pay their debt, and then they will go bankrupt. So I don't know what the solution is to all of this, but this is a horrific news story that came out on, again, last Thursday that got overshadowed by the coronavirus stuff. And it's really, really bad. The the further down in the, this is the line I was looking for. 
is they did two different kind of stress tests. One is kind of a traditional one and the other is based on different scenarios in the coronavirus stuff. The traditional test showed that all large banks remain well capitalized, but under the worst, the very worst of the COVID-19 scenarios, many banks would be operating within their stress capital buffers and a quarter of the banks would be getting close to minimum capital standards. 25% would be getting close to minimum capital standards. That's important because further down here, um, I don't see it right now, but further down in this article, they say when banks get close to their minimum uh, capital standards, it not only puts them at risk, but it puts the financial system at risk. Again, what happened back in 2007, 2008, 2009. I've been saying also for months that I don't see any way this is going to be a quote-unquote V-shaped recovery, like many in the media and politicians and officials said for months when this first started. It's going to go away really quick, it's going to come really quick, and it's going to go really quick, and we're going to cover really fast. I don't – I've studied – again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, I'm not a um, virologist or whatever it's called, but I have studied history, and I've studied a lot about not only financial history but just random other history as well. And viruses just do not go away. <laughs> they just don't. The 1918, for example, the 1918 Spanish flu didn't last just in 1918, like the name kind of suggests. It lasted for two full years, and it went through three waves. I'll talk about this more in another video, my thoughts fully on this. But I've thought this for a while, that it's not going to just recover sharply, which is what we're seeing now. So we've been in this for about four months now, just under four months in the U.S. Lockdowns, quarantines, restrictions on what we can do. Flatten the curve, quote-unquote. Worked for a while, but people are get sick, got sick of staying in the house. And now the U.S. is getting hammered with new cases again. Again, viruses just do not go away. So is this going to lead to more restrictions, more lockdowns? We're already seeing in Florida, where I live, they've banned alcohol sales in bars and restaurants. Because they say most people getting the virus now are 20, I think it was 21 to uh, like 35. People at bars and restaurants not abiding by social distancing rules. Same thing in Texas. They actually are rolling back their reopening in Texas. They um, rolling back some of the restrictions or rolling back some of the opening stuff that they were doing. And going back to more restricted stuff like they were doing in March, April, May. Same thing as in Arizona. LA just today got um, put pretty much on quarantine due to the massive increase in coronavirus infections in that area. Miami, Dade County, um, Miami area, Dade County, Florida, shut down all their beaches uh, before the 4th of July holiday weekend next weekend because of the massive spike in cases down there. The Florida governor said we're not going to go back under restrictions. I don't know. Frankly, I don't believe that. Um, if cases continue rising and skyrocketing at the rate they are, they're going to do something or the federal government's going to do something or people are just going to kind of self-quarantine again. And even if there's not an official quarantine, they will self-quarantine again if c cases continue to spike here, which again, 
going back to the original point of this article, this is entire cycle. Again, I've talked about this in several videos on Facebook Lives. More quarantine, more we, the less we do, the less commerce there is, the less trade there is, the less transactions there is, which means there's less money around, which means the banks are in trouble because they're not getting paid, or which, uh, going back a step, which means people get unemployed, people lose their jobs, they're furloughed, whatever the case is, their savings run out, which is happening already now. Um, I saw an article probably two or three weeks ago. Something, some crazy stat. I don't remember the exact number, but it's. I think it was a, a third of Americans have zero dollars in their savings account, in their emergency savings account. And I think it was some like forty uh, percent. No, I think it was twenty-five percent have zero, and a third have less than five hundred in their emergency savings account because of the drain on their finances during the mass unemployment coronavirus stuff that we're dealing with. This leads to people are paying their bills. This leads to bank issues. This leads to potential banking system issues and credit freezing, which again leads to more job losses and all that stuff. I will link some of the prior videos below this where I talk about this kind of stuff more in depth. Because again, it's frankly very important and it's beginning to happen what I've been kind of warning for months. Unfortunately, it's starting to happen and what's making this even worse, going to make this even worse is the coronavirus cases are, again, skyrocketing in the U.S. And nobody, again, this wasn't even major news on MarketWatch. I, again, I don't think it ever made, at least when I saw it, didn't ever make the kind of top-line news on MarketWatch. It was just one of the little lines like over here, and it was overshadowed by the new coronavirus stuff. But this is insanely important stuff. Another important note from this is that the Federal Reserve, along with the FDIC and the stuff, the SEC and all this other stuff, changed the Volcker Rule. Again, going back to 2007, 2008, 2009 timeframe um, financial regulations. What does this do? This eliminates the due changes, eliminate bank inter-affiliate margin requirements. What does that mean? This means banks are now more freely able to speculate. This is essentially what that means. So not only do they have less money, but essentially what the government is saying here is, yes, we understand you're making less money and you have to make money somehow so you can keep the credit markets open. So we're going to loosen restrictions on you and let you speculate more to hopefully, so hopefully you can earn a higher return to make more money and so you, the credit market doesn't freedom. That's not going to end well. This is going to end badly. Uh, again, it doesn't say specifically in here what it is or what the changes are, um, but here is one, this Greg, Gelsinus. Um, this it says it will permit investments in highly risky fund vehicles. Again, this will play out over time, but this isn't a good thing. Not a good thing. None of this is good. They're trying, the Federal Reserve is trying to get ahead of things by requiring banks <clears throat> to conserve capital right now. 
But frankly, it won't matter if coronavirus cases pick up again and we go under restrictions and lockdowns. Again, people, we're already seeing mass unemployment that we haven't seen since the Great Depression, levels that we haven't seen since the Great Depression. People are running out of money in their savings funds. People aren't paying their bills. Banks aren't getting paid. Banks are now allowed to take riskier action to kind of offset that. This is, again, and I've said it in most of the videos that I did on the Facebook Lives. I don't know what all the answers are, but I do know that these things combined that I just mentioned in this video, along with the other things that I mentioned months ago, are really bad for the economy. Not only not only the entire economy, every single one of us, because if the banking market freezes up again, that's going to lead to more business losses, business closures, bankruptcies, more unemployment. I, again, I don't know what the answer is. And I said this in many of the videos back then too, um, two, three months ago. If we open up right now, and again, I said this back, back two, three months ago, if we open up now, more people are going to get sick, which is what we're seeing. And I don't think most people would go out still, which many people still are not going out in full force. The ones who are, are getting sick at a higher rate. And this still doesn't fix the economic issues that we're facing because if we're not back to kind of somewhat normal, this is, it's going to be bad. And again, I don't know what the answers are. But um, I want to let you know this because, again, this didn't even make top line news on Market Watch. I didn't see it on really any other financial sites at all other than kind of just basic one-liner things. Um, but nobody talking about it in depth like this, like I am. And, again, this is scary stuff. And be prepared. Again, I ended every video, <clears throat> every Facebook Live video that I did when I talked about this kind of stuff. Raise cash and stay healthy. Raise cash because cash gives you options. It allows you to stay ahead of debt, um, keep up with your debt payments, stuff like that. It allows you to buy food for your kids, all that kind of stuff. Stay healthy because if you stay healthy, not only can you continue creating cash or working to create cash, but you also cannot worry or won't have to worry about getting your family sick. So I hope this helps. I'd love to hear your comments on all this. And um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything, let me know in, on the blog. If you're watching on YouTube, like, love, share, subscribe, comment, and hit the notification bell so you're notified every time we release a new video. If you're watching on the podcast, uh, like, love, share, subscribe, comment, download, all that good stuff. And we'd really appreciate a review as well. The more reviews we get, the more views we get, the more listens we get, the more downloads we get, the more people we can help. And um, I really appreciate that as well. So. Most of all, again, I want to tell you about this because nobody's talking about it. And these two things, the Fed stress has showing cracks um, in the banking system and conserve, uh, the Federal Reserve forcing banks to conserve capital and the margin lifting requirement, all bad things. None of it's good. And combine this with the coronavirus cases skyrocketing, really bad. And it could get really bad um, economically, frankly, even worse than it is if these things kind of keep progressing like they are. So 
I'd love to hear your thoughts on all this. Again, thanks for watching. Have a great day. Talk soon. Bye.